Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today and tomorrow and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also keynote and TEDx speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information about all kinds of things related to wellness, rejuvenating, positive psychology, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology. It's also the place to communicate with me and even to suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners are aware, my goal with this podcast is to bring you on a weekly basis different guests who lead their own lives enthusiastically and in a healthy manner and have various perspectives for helping us to become the best versions of ourselves, no matter where we are in the lifespan and however long we live. So it's with that as background that I take great pleasure in introducing Carly Hayes. Carly is a registered dietitian and nutrition manager at NutriSense, which we will be talking about in more detail for those of you who haven't heard about it, but it is, to the best of my understanding, a metabolic health company. And I guess we'll also have to explain what metabolic health is. So uh, this should be educational, entertaining, and really informative. Carly was trained at Western Illinois University, and she had an internship at the Memphis VA Hospital, and her early work history was in a traditional outpatient counseling and bariatric nutrition center. And uh, in those positions, Carly realized many disease states, and she indicated up to 80% of them, are totally preventable. Uh, Listeners to this podcast are probably well aware of the fact that many, many of the diseases that impact on people are ones that can be modified with a healthy lifestyle. And I guess it all starts with the fuel that runs our body. So Carly is on a mission to stop preventable diseases and to help people lead their healthiest lives which I guess makes it real easy to see why I wanted her to be on our podcast. So with that as a background, Carly, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Ron. Uh, Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm really, really excited to be here and to chat with you today. Well, really happy to have a conversation with you and to learn from you. Now, as I understand, a lot of your work is centered around glucose or sugar. Anybody that I've ever spoken with that is related to the nutrition field, that he's either is a registered dietitian or who has specialized training, almost invariably talk about sugar as being like public enemy number one. And I'm wondering, you know, as a species, to have survived so long, why do we do such a thing that's bad for us? Why, why, you know, I would think that over centuries, we would probably not be repeating the same kinds of things that 
I mean, I know the statistics, not as well as you, but, you know, I know it's, it's a real big problem. Why, why is that happening with people? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think we're still trying to figure it out. But the first thing that comes to my mind is that our environment, the, the world in which we live in has changed so, so rapidly and so significantly that our evolution hasn't been able to keep up. So we need glucose. This is a, a byproduct. This is a, a main fuel in our body. So we, our bodies work really hard to kind of keep it in this tightly controlled range for homeostasis. And that glucose is used for fuel to power our muscles so that we can move and we can work and we can do all the activities of our normal lives. But what's happened is our environment has changed so much and we haven't been able to keep up with that. And neither have our bodies and that regulatory process. So if you think about it from a evolutionary standpoint, we're trained to remember where we get those big sources of glucose or sugar or carbohydrates, because that gives us fuel, right? That's, that's what our bodies seek out. So what happens now is that we have that in abundance. So instead of that evolutionary process where we're trained to go after the glucose and remember um, those spots where we got high glucose values from our food, we're getting that every single day. So it's sugar overload and it's a lot for our bodies to process all at once. And what we know now is that when we have glucose in this tightly controlled range, our body's working really hard to keep it there, right? But these foods that are extremely processed and way more sugar, way more processed carbohydrates than we're evolutionarily supposed to be breaking down, that's causing glucose to go way higher than it ever needed to be. And so what's happening is our body's trying to overcorrect this, but over time, this can cause a lot of metabolic dysfunction and damage in our body. So I think there's just a mismatch in our environment in the availability of foods that we have today. And that's putting a lot of pressure, a lot of stress and work on our bodies that's ultimately showing up as chronic diseases. You know, when you think about glucose, I think we all think about diabetes, right? We always think high blood sugar, prediabetes, diabetes. But what we know is that high glucose is one of the first portions of metabolic dysfunction. And that is closely related to cardiovascular disease, right? One of the biggest killers in our world today. It's related to Alzheimer's. It's related to all these chronic conditions that aren't necessarily directly, you know, you don't think about glucose right away, but that's a main pillar in the disease process of those conditions. So what we found is that if we can harness this and we can monitor glucose and we can do those lifestyle changes that optimize our glucose and easily keep it in that good controlled steady range, then we can significantly lower our risk for cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, and all those things that are so tied to aging and metabolic dysfunction. That's really scary to think of some of the diseases that affect so many older people and people kind of anticipate, you know, that they're going to have it. You know, it's that uh, they don't think in terms of modifying the lifestyle and starting to do it at an earlier age to try and prevent those kinds of things. So you've tr uh, thrown the term around and I, from my training, I think I know the term, but I don't wanna assume that people know what metabolic health is. So can you kind of explain that? Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. And I think when we're talking about metabolic health, 
It's important to note that a new study, and this gets quoted a lot, we've probably heard this kind of here and there, but only 12% of Americans are metabolically healthy, which means that 88% of Americans have some form of metabolic dysfunction. And this is defined as high body weight, high glucose, um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, kind of that high waist circumference. Those are all signs of metabolic syndrome or uh, metabolic dysfunction. So those can be tied together. You can have one of those, you can have multiple, but what we found is that, uh, like I mentioned, 80, 80% of those chronic diseases that are related to metabolic health are at least can be prevented or at least delayed by early intervention with lifestyle um, changes. So when we look at our metabolism and we look about what is metabolic health, Simply put, metabolic health um, or a healthy metabolism is using the energy that our body needs appropriately. We're able to, again, keep glucose, which is our main source of energy, in that tightly controlled range. It's not spiking too high. It's not spiking too low. And when we do see it kind of go outside that range, that's that little yellow flag that tells us like, hey, we need to pay attention to this. Something might be going on here. And so when we look at glucose and we monitor it closely, We can see those little yellow flags and we can address those before they become a full-blown diagnosis that requires a lot of intervention with medications or all those other strategies that we, we often apply. So a good example of this is a diagnosis of diabetes. A lot of times you'll go and you'll get your fasting glucose done at your doctor and you might see it slowly creeping up but you're only getting that test once a year. So your doctor says, Hey, you need to take care of this, eat healthier, exercise more. But sometimes even with those recommendations, you still start to see it creeping up. And really what we found is diabetes and all those other chronic conditions take years, decades even to develop. So if we apply those interventions early on, we start to see it creeping up. That's when we have the most power. That's when we can really, really make a difference in our metabolic health And then ultimately we can age better. We can prevent those chronic conditions or at least delay them and have the power in our hands. And so that's what we're really trying to do. And when we think about glucose, it seems kind of elusive. When we think of glucose, we think of pricking our finger and that's not fun. A lot of people don't want to do that. And I completely understand. But when we look at a continuous glucose monitor, which we can get into, that's what I think of as one of the easiest kind of lowest hanging ways to address those issues, get a ton of information and really point you down the direction that's going to make the biggest impact in your metabolic health in general. Those are kind of scary figures that you said about 12% of people are are really metabolically healthy. I guess it shouldn't be overly surprising given the percentage of people who are overweight and obese, but uh, it's still, you know, that's, I'm sure your body isn't supposed to work that way so that uh, you're not healthy. Um, before we get into your specific product, though, I'm wondering, in a related area, there's tons of millions or whatever number of diets out there. Is there a recommended or several recommended healthiest kinds of diets? Because, uh, you know, I'm very big on prevention. I certainly you know, would hope if there's, if there's some science out there that says, Hey, eat this and not that I'd be interested. Yeah. Excellent question. And that's really another thing that we found in our work is that there is really no one size fits all diet. 
So I'm sure this is something that you've you know seen in your own practice as well, but what might work well for you might not work well for me. And I think one thing that's really challenging when we're looking at nutrition is that you go online and someone tells you this is the right diet, right? Everyone has to try keto or another person is telling you plant-based diet is the way to go. So there's a lot of noise in the nutrition community. There's a lot of science that points in one way, but there's a lot of science that points in another way. And when we really dive into the research, we find that there's a ton of different variables that can impact how you might respond to any one given diet. So for example, there's been some really interesting studies that show the composition of your gut, right? Your microbiome influences how you might respond to a given food. And when we monitor glucose, we can see this really, really well. You might try a banana and have a really good glucose response that says, Hey, my body really responds well to bananas. I should have those more in my diet. I could have the same food at the exact same time and have a really large unhealthy glucose response to the same exact food. So we see this a lot. For example, uh, my coworker and I are both around the same age. We're both really healthy, very similar diets, um, similar exercise routines. I can tolerate starchy veggies like sweet potatoes really, really well. Those work well in my diet and produce really good glucose, but she might have just a little bit of that and her glucose spikes up, which is not what we want. And that's one thing that we wouldn't have known if we didn't monitor and kind of track through glucose. And that's hard because there are these blanket statements about foods that say this food is bad, this food is good. But when you dive into it, you find that it's not as simple as that. It's not black and white. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into how you process that food, even aside from your microbiome. So your age plays a big role. We find that sometimes when we're aging, our carbohydrate tolerance can slowly decrease. Our insulin sensitivity or how well we're responding to higher responses in glucose can decrease over time. So that might mean for one season of your life, you can have a lot of carbohydrates at every single meal. Other seasons of your life, you might have to really watch your carbohydrates or kind of control or choose different types of carbohydrates as you get older. And that's something that I think monitoring this can be really helpful for. If I was to say blanket statements, these are the foods you should have, or these are the diets that work well, I think it really comes back to a whole food diet. So eating your foods as whole, as minimally processed as possible. So instead of dried fruit, eat whole fruit, or instead of fruit juice, eat whole fruit. Same sort of thing with uh, meats, right? We want to choose our meats, good quality sources, as close to the source as possible, and really looking for the nutrients in that food, that whole version of that food, because that's going to produce a better glycemic response or a better glucose response, which ultimately will help you feel better, more energized throughout the day. But again, keeping your glucose in that steady range can help you feel good and prevent those diseases that we're looking for. That's really interesting and, and consistent. I think any time I've had somebody on who has any relationship with nutrition, we always wind up with whole foods being one of the real keys. So we've been kind of teasing the audience with talk about monitoring and stuff like that. But uh, your company does this as, as a regular thing. And so what is your product? What do you do? Why do you do it? Why do people need it? And who needs it? And I'll try to remember what I asked if, if it's too long a question and you forget. No worries. No worries. I think that's a great, great thing to talk about. 
I would start by kind of defining what glucose is a little bit better. I know we've talked about it. We know that it's an important part of our metabolic health, but when we think about glucose and we think about looking at it kind of on that consistent basis, I think it's important to know that glucose is our other vital sign. So just like we monitor blood pressure, just like we monitor our weights, glucose is sort of along those same lines where it's giving us information about what's going on inside of our body. So again, I think of it as a window into our metabolism. We're able to see how we're responding to our diet, of course, but other things affect glucose as well. So exercise, stress, our fasting routine, sleep, all those things impact our glucose and can be impacted by those factors. So I think of it as a one-stop shop to kind of learn how all those factors are affecting you. And so again, we need glucose at all times for our body to run properly so there's a couple different ways that we can monitor this and use the information to guide our decisions. And so, like I mentioned, you're probably most familiar with a finger prick device, right? You finger prick um, yourself before you eat or maybe after you eat or maybe first thing in the morning. So this is where if you know anyone that has diabetes, they might be doing this several times a day. And then their doctor works with them to use those to kind of come up with a plan with medication or diet or, or all those things. And as that sounds, it's very cumbersome. You do it a lot. It doesn't feel good. Uh, and it only gives you one point in time. So it's kind of like a lab value. If you go to your lab, your doctor, and you get your annual labs, you might get a fasting glucose. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's just your glucose at one point in time when you're in the fasted state. And that gives you a lot of information, right? It gives you what your glucose is doing in that moment. And it kind of can kind of tell you where you are in comparison to where you should be. But at the end of the day, it's only one picture. So I always think of it as a snapshot into your metabolic health. What we want to do is give more information, more data, kind of like a time lapse of glucose data so that you can see how every single moment in your day is affecting your glucose. And with that information, we can really make those profound changes that alter your health and kind of uh, work to towards whatever goal that you might have regarding your health. So we monitor this by what's called a CGM, which I think that term is getting tossed around a little bit more recently, but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a continuous glucose monitor. So it's a little circle um, device that you insert into the back of your arm. And I know that sounds scary because you are inserting something in the back of your arm, but no worries. The needle does not stay in your skin. It's just used for insertion. And then what happens is this little microfilament sticks into your interstitial fluid and it's monitoring your glucose 24 hours a day, all day long for 14 days. So instead of that one moment in time, you're getting kind of all day, 14 days worth of data. So multiple snapshots into your metabolic health. And what we do at NutriSense is we have an app that uses this information and then also allows you to log all of those factors in so that you can see specifically how they correlate with your glucose responses. So if you're having a meal, you log that meal and you can see how your glucose responds to that meal. Was it a good response? Was it a not so great response? And that can help either guide your dietary choices or tell you what you might need to change, which is really, really powerful. I think one of the challenges, and you've probably seen this yourself with optimizing your health and making big changes is the motivation aspect of it, right? Sure. A lot of times <laughs> we know what we need to do. We have the education, but when you see that slow progress, right? Say you're trying to lose weight 
and your only metric is monitoring your weight on the scale. We know that can be really slow to change and that can be really frustrating because you might be doing all the right things or you think you are, but you're seeing really slow progress. And what is a unique thing about the CGM is that you get immediate data from all of your decisions. So you're able to see immediately, okay, I eat this, this is what happens to my body. And then that can kind of engage you and and dictate your future decisions. You're not waiting for a response. You're seeing it in real time on your phone, 24 hours a day. And with that real-time information, you're able to really make those behavior changes stick. And I think when we're looking at glucose, the first, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two is really insight-based. You're seeing how your body's responding. You're learning. You're, it's more of an education about what your body needs. And then after that period of time, it's more accountability, motivation, keeping you on that plan that's working for you. So it kind of works as an accountability buddy and an education system that really eliminates any of that noise within nutrition and lifestyle. All right. That brings up lots of questions. I hope I (laughs) can remember them all. But first of all, who does the inserting of this thing? You know, (laughs) inserting is scary enough, but is, uh, you know, does somebody have to be in your area? Is it something that you go to a surgeon for? Is it who? Who does it? You do it yourself. I actually have one right here. I'll show you. Um, and it's really, really simple. So I know it sounds really scary, but you have an applicator and you have the actual device. So you press them together. It makes a clicking sound, kind of like an easy button. And then you press it right here and you push. And I know that's really scary. Trust me, I've walked people through this and they've been shaking, but they're always surprised because it doesn't hurt. I think it hurts a lot less than a finger prick. The sound of the insertion is scarier than anything. But then once you've done that, you're done. You don't have to act. You just activate it with your phone, but you don't have to insert it again for another 14 days. So it is a one-time thing that you do on your own. You can do it at home. You can also have a family member do it if you don't feel comfortable, but you just want to do it kind of in that fattiest portion of your arm. And so that kind of helps relieve any of the pressure. So what happens after 14 days? Is that, do you continue or are you done for five years or 10 years or till the next time you get sick or what? In other words, what, well, I guess I've asked it. (laughs) What happens after 14 days? So I would say it really depends on your goals. For most people, you need at least two sensors. So a whole month, essentially, to get a baseline of what your body is doing. So a lot of times in that first week, you're just observing, you're just seeing what your normal patterns are doing to your glucose. Are they good meals that you're eating or are they causing higher spikes? Do you have too much stress and that's affecting your glucose? Is your exercise causing a huge spike in your glucose? Is that something that you need to address? So you're kind of observing, you're seeing how your normal behaviors affect your metabolism And then after that, usually weeks two through four, you can do experimenting. So you can see what happens when I change this one factor. For instance, for me, I think one of the first ever glucose spikes that I had, and that's an important thing to know too, is that even healthy people have glucose spikes. Again, this is really related to your genetics, your microbiome, how you're responding to foods individually, but also our food environment, right? A lot of times we're told foods are healthy, but they can cause large spikes. So for me, that was, I had a vegetable soup. I'll never forget it. I had a vegetable soup with beans, potatoes, and corn. 
Um, and I threw a little bit of crackers in there and that spiked my glucose up. One of the higher spikes I've ever had. So instead of saying to myself, wow, I can never have this again. I took that as an experiment, right? I can, I remove the crackers. I remove the corn. And then I saw, how does that do? Do I respond better to the soup with those small changes? And sure enough, I was able to keep glucose in a, in a healthy range. So I didn't have to give up my favorite food, but I just made a couple small changes and then it worked better for me. It produced a really, really steady glucose response. So that means it's causing me better energy levels because those smaller responses are tied to better energy. But also I know I'm doing my part with preventing disease. So I think if you're just curious and you want to see how your body's doing to certain things, you might need about a month to monitor your glucose. If you have a big change to make, so you want to lose 50 pounds, or you want to really, really improve insulin resistance and kind of enhance your insulin sensitivity. Maybe you have prediabetes. Then I think you might need a longer plan where you're doing two sensors a month for three months, six months. And we see with those folks that they can really make big changes in their goals. And those are the ones that stick. When you see it reinforced with your data, when you see that change happening in real time, that's when we see big improvements in those larger health goals. So does that answer your question? Yeah, answers at least least one of them, uh, but I've got more. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that not everybody is going to, to do this. Are there certain, well, it's, it's kind of a two-part question, not two parts, but two sides to it. One is, are there certain people who are, are certain conditions that, that you really need to do this if you if you care about your health and secondly if somebody is is a healthy person i mean you know i don't take any heart medication cholesterol meds blood pressure meds things of that nature my if if my blood work on an annual physical is fine what's so bad about the fact that i may not catch every spike you know so they're related questions in my own mind but i hope you'll answer each of them no, those are excellent questions. Thank you for those. So I guess I should first start with who this is not intended for. And I would say anyone that has an eating disorder, right? Because sometimes this data can be triggering if you are restricting or you're just not in a healthy relationship with food. We don't recommend it for those folks. Anyone that's pregnant, just because the device has not been approved for pregnant individuals in the United States, in other places it has, but not in the United States. And then anyone that has, you know, uncontrolled diabetes, type one diabetes, type two diabetes, those aren't people that we accept into our program. So it's important to know that the CGM itself was an originally for those folks. So people with type one diabetes, type two diabetes, and this was a way to better manage their glucose and also manage their medications, their insulin to properly manage that glucose. So it is a prescription device. So when you apply to NutriSense, you have to get a prescription. And that's what our team provides for you after uh, reviewing your health questionnaire and kind of making sure that you're a good candidate for this program. If you do have diabetes type two and you're on insulin, or if you have type one diabetes, then you can typically get this from your doctor with a prescription. So that's an option for you there. But the problem that we ran into is that individuals that want to use this for prevention, right? seeing if their diet works well for them or addressing maybe those little yellow flags that we had talked about that creeping up fasting glucose or maybe high triglycerides. And they're just trying to assess is a, anything in my diet contributing to what I'm seeing in my labs. Those are the people that we're trying to reach because we think this information can be valuable for almost anyone. 
So my answer to that question, aside from those absolute no's, would be, I think everyone should do this at least once in their life. And that's because you might think you're doing everything for your health and you might very well be doing everything in your power, everything you've learned through your research and your um, education and all of your hard work with health. But it's really hard to know how your individual body will react to those things that you're doing. And I think that's where this data can be really powerful. There's no generic nutrition recommendations. There's no one size fits all. There's no prescription device, you know, prescription nutrition advice that you'd find online. This is your body telling you what's right and what it wants. And I think that's really powerful. So anyone should do this at least once in their life. But if you are generally healthy and you're staying on top of your lab work and you're eating really well and you're exercising and there are no even yellow flags, you might just do this for a short experiment, maybe just two sensors or one month of experimenting, trying different things to optimize your values and really optimize your health, especially if your goal is longevity and you want to age well. That's where I think this can be just a short-term thing that you do, or you could do it periodically. Just like you do lab work every year or every six months, you could try a CGM plan once a year just to make sure things are going well so that you're not letting anything slip through the cracks and you can assess it and assess your metabolic health throughout those different seasons of your life. So for those folks, completely fine. For people that, again, have those health issues or might want to achieve a really big goal, that's where I think maybe those longer periods would be more helpful. In many ways, it's it's just like a lot of other things. You know, if, if you're really healthy, you may only need an annual or semi-annual physical. You may just need to go to a personal trainer once in a while to make sure that you're your, your posture is good and you're, you're not doing things inappropriately when you lift or so on. Uh, I mean, this makes so much sense from a preventive standpoint. It makes me wonder, I mean, I, I know you're specializing in the glucose area, but do you see somewhere down the pike that maybe there'll be monitors for like fat or, uh, you know, cholesterol or things of that nature that, that will operate on a somewhat similar preventive principle? Yeah, I think the cool one would be like a continuous insulin monitor. That would be really sweet. I don't think that's in the cards anytime soon, but they are working on a continuous ketone tracker. So something that's measuring your ketones, if you are on a keto diet for health or um, any of those other reasons you might be on a keto diet, that is coming. But I think some of those other things are just really, really hard to monitor consistently. So glucose, like I said, tends to be one of those lowest hanging fruits. So it's a lot of information. You can get a lot out of it, but it's fairly non-invasive, which is really, really nice. And I think one of the cool things about a CGM or monitoring glucose consistently is that you're able to see your postprandial or your after meal spikes. So like you mentioned, you don't have to probably see every single spike, but when we look at all those other metrics that we're looking at in a traditional lab, we really don't monitor this at all. So when we look at um, going to your lab, going to your doctor once a year, you're usually going to get two main labs that are associated with glucose, your fasting glucose, which we already talked about kind of that one-time measurements, but also your A1C. So your hemoglobin A1C, and that's kind of an estimate of your average glucose over a three month period. And that's helpful, right? That tells you kind of your average. Are you a little high, a little too low? But there are some limitations whenever you're looking at an average value. So you are taking those highs, you're taking those lows, and you're averaging all of it. 
So if we're looking at a glucose spike or a response to a meal, we do want to see glucose start to increase. That's a normal glucose pattern. But when we start to see those large spikes in glucose, which are really highly associated with processed foods, standard American diet, um, or just foods that our body doesn't do well with, like the sweet potato example that I mentioned, those high spikes can cause a lot of what's called glycemic variability in our diet or in our uh, glucose. And that just means we're, we're straying really far away from the mean. And so when we look at an average value that can be present, we can see that in a hemoglobin A1C, but a lot of times we can miss that because we're just taking the average. And when we look at cardiovascular risk, glycemic variability is one of the biggest risk factors for your your stroke risk, your cardiovascular disease risk. And that's something we're missing altogether. The only way to look at your glycemic variability or how spiky your glucose is, is by that continuous data. And so by looking at that, you can really assess your risk. You can see a little bit more nuanced data. And then I think you can make more actionable changes to your glucose to promote the outcomes that you want. So for instance, when we see those large spikes, there's a couple of reasons that those can be harmful. The first one, and this is the one that everyone feels when they start to look at glucose, is that high spikes come down really sharply typically, and those large swings in glucose can make us feel really cruddy. So I noticed this in myself. Um, now that I've monitored a lot, I can start to kind of sense when I'm having a larger glucose response because my energy will drop. I feel really, really cruddy. I feel fatigued towards the end of the day. I don't have enough energy to get through my workout. And that's all because of that shape of my glucose curve after I ate. And if I didn't know that, then I wouldn't really know what to pinpoint it to, or what I could change to improve my energy levels. So that's something we see a lot is that when we can create that like steadier glucose curve with those rolling Hills versus those big spiky glucose responses, we feel better. We have better energy, but like I mentioned, if we're harnessing our diet and we can kind of go into some strategies to really reduce those big spikes if, if that would be helpful, but that's where we're going to see a lot less cardiovascular risk. We're going to see better metabolic health all across the board. And that's just not something you can get anywhere else. Carly, I've got to say, I did not expect to run out of time and talking with you because uh, <laughs> I, uh, while I thought I was doing a service for my audience, I had not given glucose a whole lot of attention just generally because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm safe in that regard. If I, if I get my blood work and everything is in the middle, uh, this has really, really been enlightening. I do have a couple of real practical questions, and then I'm going to want you to tell us how people can get in touch with you and your product, but a couple of practical things. First of all, at the end of two weeks, what happens to this thing you inserted in your body? Great question. So remember, there's no needle in there. So all you do is pull it off kind of like a Band-Aid. So sometimes there's an adhesive on that uh, CGM and that helps it stick. So if it's uncomfortable, if it's really sticky, you can kind of go in the shower and massage it with some baby oil and it will come right off. And then you just wrap it in uh, a piece of toilet paper, throw it in the trash or recycle. Yeah. And you said it does require a prescription. Does uh, insurance cover it by any chance? So if you go through your doctor, which is difficult, sometimes you cannot get a CGM through your doctor unless you have diabetes. 
then insurance will cover it. Our program does not right now, but we are FSA approved. So if you have a savings um, card, you can purchase any of our programs with that. We just don't accept insurance during this time. So I'm sorry, what kind of card did I? Like a, a health savings account. Oh, okay. All right. just... So why don't you tell us about how people reach you and where they can get more information or whether uh, if they're sold on, on getting the device, uh, you know what you're talking about and I don't. So uh, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. Definitely. Well, we love anyone that is curious about this. Again, if you just want to experiment, if you just want to see what's going on and kind of take a, a peek into your metabolism from a deeper perspective, then check us out. And I think the easiest way to do that would be to go to our website. So it's nutrisense.io and you can check out our blog, which has a ton of really good information. If you just want to learn more and you're not ready to take the plunge yet, or you can sign up for any of our plans, which is we have a month to month plan that doesn't have a commitment a three-month plan, six months, so kind of meeting you wherever you're at um, according to whatever goals that you have. So check us out there, but we're also on Instagram if you want to learn more about glucose in general. So that's uh, Nutrisense.io. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and I think just learning more about this and getting the word out about glucose and why it's so important is, is my big goal here. So even if you don't sign up, just come learn more and kind of be a part of this movement. And you can do this wherever you are. We don't have to be near your office to uh, to exactly. take advantage of this. Yep, um, just in the United States right now. But yep, it, wherever you are, we can we can ship to you and and get you going on tracking your own glucose. Okay. Well, Carly, as I said, I uh, was really informed about a lot of things, and uh, I, I don't. Uh, overrate my ignorance i know i know it's there in a lot of subjects but this this was really really helpful and uh can't promise that i won't have you back to answer the questions i didn't have time for but i really think that that you've presented some really for for some people perhaps really life-altering information and for many of us i know has to get us thinking about glucose, its role, what it might be doing to us, and how we can use your product preventively. So thanks very, very much. Really appreciate you spending the time and sharing your wisdom with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and um, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, looking forward to that. So this has been another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. And We've all been enlightened today by, by Carly Hayes and people should have no excuse for being ignorant about glucose after today because it's, it's such an important issue in, in the maintenance and of our health and prevention of disease. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And if you did, I hope you will go and Download the episode, tell other people about it, rate our podcast, give us your comments and be back next week so we can hear from somebody else who can help us to be the best versions of ourselves. Again, please visit the website, thementalhealthgym.com and let's make sure that we are all committed to living life positively, enthusiastically and in a most healthful way. 
And part of that is, although we've had some good news in this regard lately, we are still in the pandemic. So make sure that you stay safe out there and come back and see us again next week. Take care.